Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Absolutely. Number three. The number three thing that mis- n- number three mistake that ministers and leaders make is backing off because of I'm just going to use the big word persecution okay and backing off because of persecution and I was just going to put criticism and I'd started off that I changed it to persecution my wife said maybe you should just go to cr- criticism because here in the United States that's about all it takes for most people to back off is some criticism. But we have others that listen in other nations of the world Mm -hmm. who definitely are experiencing persecution. (laughs) But I want to tell you, no matter what level of persecution it is, so you're being criticized. Mm -hmm. So, you know, somebody is insulting you. Somebody's ridiculing you. Those are, those are persecution. And then you get into, uh, you get into torture you get right. into um, uh, being being killed for the gospel. That, that's all. Those are all different levels of persecution. I'm right. teaching a class right now in Smoky Mountain Bible College called Persecution for the Word. It's a class that the Holy Spirit wanted me to teach, and um, very vital. And the reason we're teaching it is because America is going that way, and and persecution, great persecution, is coming to this nation. And the Western church isn't ready for it. You say, how do you know that, Pastor Todd? Because ministers fold all the time because they get criticized. Right. Because somebody doesn't like the, you know, what you said. Right. They don't like, you know, you know the way you do something. They don't like They don't like your thing strong stand. <clears throat> yeah. That's yeah. a lot today because you, you know, because they don't feel very comforted when you declare the word of God. Yeah, it's the just truth all, of the word. it's it's the woke church, and it was, right. that's what we call it right now. But honestly, the 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 honest truth is, it's the humanistic, um, the humanistic viewpoint that has crept into the church, and no, it's not creeping anymore. It's just the doors are wide open to to humanistic values, and so many of our pastors are humanists now, more than they are Christians. And, and they're, even, they're even evangelical. Mm-hmm. We have evangelical humanists right now that are pastoring churches. Why? Because they're open to anything. And they, they call good evil, and they call evil good. They don't want to preach the straight word of God because somebody might get offended. They, you know, they don't want to, oh, well, we can't really read that, that verse right there because it, it uses the word homosexual. Right. And so maybe maybe we shouldn't just skip over that verse there. And yeah, no, no, no. You you call things out just like the word of God, you know, has it. And you say, this is what God expects. This is the kingdom of God. I'm in the midst of doing a series of messages right now on Sunday, which is all about the kingdom and what our priorities are in the kingdom of God. And, uh, and, and what, what we are about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's a very, it's a very open 
uh, viewpoint and everything like that. Right. You don't have to wonder what you're an open agenda. Yeah. No, because the the world has that. Uh, the communists have that. They right. they have an open agenda. You know, to come in to take over America, and they've done a very good job of doing that. But you know what? The kingdom of God is rising up, and we're going to push it out, and we're going to eliminate that in the you know everywhere we go. Because where, where we expand to, we change the culture of it, mm-hmm. okay? That's, that's an apostolic mission right there. We're going in, and we're bringing the kingdom of God into the places of earth. That's what apostles do. They go in, and they change culture. I'm not talking about natural culture where you go into a tribe in Africa, and, you know, they have a particular dance that they do and everything like that. You say, no, you can't do that because I don't agree in dance, with dancing um, and, um, because I, I'm holiness. Um, and so... <laughs> Um, I'm not talking about that kind of, I'm talking about culture that, that goes, that, that flies against the, the word of God and the kingdom of God. And so we have to do what God, what God has said, but many people, they, they've got, you know, God says, this is what I want. And so you, you, you begin to accomplish that and everything like that. And then somebody comes up and says, you know what, um, you know, why don't you do this? Or why don't you, why don't you do that? Hey, I've got an idea for you. And you, you know that if you don't go with their idea, they're going to stop giving. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, well, you know what, their, their $100 a week really matters, so I, I probably ought to just change things up here. Or maybe it's $200, maybe it's 500 maybe it's 1000 Right. Maybe it's more. Mm-hmm. And so you think, oh, wow, you know, they, they won't like it if I don't take their advice. Uh-huh. Well, listen, who did God speak to? Did he speak to you? Did he call you? Are you called? Are you appointed? Are you anointed to do this? then why, why do you think that you can accomplish the plan of God and, and then go over here to this, this person over here who didn't hear from God? Maybe they even came to know God through your ministry, but now they have some influence on you, mm-hmm. and you're concerned that, well, they'll, they'll criticize me, somebody will talk about me, somebody won't like me, um, they, they, they'll stop giving like they do. And, and you back off of what it is that God spoke to you, and you become soft right. in the pulpit. Ineffective. Very ineffective. Not and fit for the kingdom. No, because you've put your hand to the plow, and you've taken it off. And the Bible right. says that that person, you're not worthy of the kingdom of God. Right. Yep, head back to Lowe's to sell lumber. Okay. <laughs> Um, not that that's a bad job or anything like that. It just came to my mind. Most ministers come out of sales, you know, that they've, or they've done sales yeah, before. Something, they were, yes, something like that. Because they're usually good at that, right? Yeah, go, go back to selling clothing at Dillard's. Yeah, um, selling cars. Yeah, selling cars, you know, used car love. This is a cream puff. Um, so you, you need to make a decision. Am I going to sell out to the plan of God and make a make a firm decision. I will never back off. I am dedicated and committed completely to the plan of God. I'm teaching a class right now in our Bible college called Ministerial Excellence, and that's one of the things. You have to make a firm decision and never back off 
And the number one decision in, you know, having a ministry of excellence is I am dedicated to the plan of God. I won't, I will never, I will never take my hand off the plow. I will never back off in any way whatsoever. I will, I'll swing the bat every which way but loose. And I'm going to go for it. And no matter what anybody says, and you know what? about you know what you were doing or about how you were doing it you know we get we get flack you heard my wife's reel probably you know we we get all kinds of things and uh because we do a lot of things and we we give a lot to our community and we we make things available we gave we've given all kinds of wonderful things away i mean and we've given away cars we've given away televisions we've given away fishing kayaks given away fishing poles Given away AR-15s and shotguns. and That's actually the only thing I think that we give away that, that people have criticized. They do get very upset. They Not do. the ones around here too much, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, Not, we, we did have some that say they were going to come protest on our sidewalk, but they Feel liberal, were afraid to show up. Right. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is so, you know, they, they, they criticize and Which just makes us do it more. It actually. does. It does. We, we hope you get your five hundred one c three taken away. And I respond gladly. We don't have one. <laughs> okay. And then they go like, "Ha! Oh, you're illegal." I was like, "No, no, no. no you actually. just don't know the law. You're dumb." <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, really the fire of God has made us this way. And I'm so thankful for the fire of God because I'll just tell you that in and of myself, just speaking for myself, my natural personality is I've always cared very much about what people think. And it is so awesome and freeing when you're to the point, you need to get there right away if you're not there. Um, the and it, and it comes really through surrender, full surrender to God and allowing the fire of the Holy Ghost to burn you that you really don't give a crap what other people think. There you are. And it, you're it, here again. Yeah, it just um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what. It, now I am speaking about religious people. I'm not talking about like I've I've told my husband many times. Please, and he knows this that if you see anything in my life, because we're accountable, you know, to each other, and we have we actually have pastors and leaders in our life that we're accountable to. And so I've said, if you see anything in my life, the way I minister, the way I treat people, what, whatever it is, it, no, I am, you have all freedom because I very much care about what you think. And I very much want you to, if, if I need correction, if I need encouragement to, I'm going in a good direction, I need encouragement to do that more. Or if I need to like, hey, you know, why don't you make a little bit of change here? Maybe, maybe you didn't mean for that to come across, but this is how it's coming. Like we each need that in our life. We need to be accountable to people. Okay. So when I say that, don't give a crap about what people think and who cares what I am. I'm not talking about people in your life who you, their leaders or your spouse or your best friend or whatever. You need those. That's a protection for you actually in your life. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, the wouldn't sees and the couldn't sees. Yeah. And, and people, People that are just, you know, they don't Idiots. know you. They're ignorant. They have no, you know, um, yeah, they have they have no relationship with you or whatever. I'm not, I mean, some people think they're just ignorant, but they, they think that they're just like God's chosen one to just go around and correct everyone as if they, they're just like a legend in their own Correcting mind. Correcting Karens. <laughs> that's true. Um, and so that's, so, you know, we just disregard all of, all of those people. We do. But really the test that you're actually making inroads in an area is actually when you, when you get kickback. 
So if you never have anybody that is persecuting you, that is criticizing you, that is like coming against you or what you're doing, or you don't have opposition in the spirit realm and the natural or anything, then honestly, it, it, it actually is not a very good sign. You should go like, hmm, maybe I'm just not doing enough. And that's when we turn up the fire of God actually and go, Holy Spirit, do an amazing thing. We're in, we are not, my intention is not to be offensive. But if what I do in declaring the word of God and acting in accordance with the word of God, if that offends people, guess what? It's not my job to back off. It's your job to make the adjustment and line up with the word of God. Absolutely. And so you have to realize that, that we're not, you know, people will always try to be like, well, I don't think that that's how Jesus would do it. Okay. Those type of people that say that they actually have never, never really read the word of God in their mind. Jesus never said anything that anybody ever got upset about. He never raised his voice. He always walked around in a gown barefoot um, with soft hands and a soft voice and pretty hair. That's their, their, their view of, and carrying a lamb underneath his arm. Okay. That's their view of Jesus. Okay. Don't, don't cater your life to these wimpy people that have no fruit of God in their life and they have no anointing upon themselves and they can't accomplish anything at all. Okay. So we just say that to encourage you and just know that, that like, God, God will place people when you're radical for him, God places people around you that are like that too, that you're just like, yes, you know, everybody else thinks we're crazy or whatever, but we are crazy for Jesus. And we've got, you know, people to link up with us that are like that as well. So do not back off because of any type of persecution, no No. matter how bad it is. Learn to laugh at it. Learn to laugh at it even. And and don't let it don't let it get to you. When when the enemy can steal your joy, he can keep your goods. Don't let him don't let him get to you. And we had we had somebody that sent us a snarky message um, on social media after we had an event here a couple of weeks ago, and said, "Well, I'm glad my church doesn't do that. We are we are all about all about Jesus and." <laughs> Praising God or something. Yeah, and I was like, you don't even know anything about us whatsoever. (laughs) And and so instead of, you know, just going arguing with her and saying, you know, you didn't, you know, you need to find out really what more, what we were doing and everything, I just put on there, I said, you know, it's really wonderful to hear from a Pharisee every once and again. (laughs) And and so. She loved that. Yeah, yeah, immediately, (laughs) immediately she blocked us. I was like. Yeah, well, the, I wasn't following you. That was super effective, babe, to it do was. that because she just blocked us. Yeah, so she we did. Won't she blocked us until I was like, again. oh, okay, well, all right, well, you know, I will return the favor so I don't hear from you again. And so, so people are like, oh my gosh, that was a potential follower. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no. No, it wasn't. I don't want that devil in my church. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I don't need that devil in my church. Yeah, I, I already have a few. And so. We're already dealing with a few of those, okay? So I deal with them in limited in limited numbers, okay? So I don't invite devils. Um, they can come. They're going to get free or they're going to get out. Yeah, they don't stay Praise around the long Lord. at all. That's why you keep it hot in the Holy Ghost. That's right. But you cannot back off because of any type of persecution. If somebody right. didn't, you know, they didn't, they unfriended you on social media. Oh, bless your precious heart and stupid head. <laughs> Who really cares? Um, just, just go forward, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, demonstrate it. Um, you know, do whatever, you know, God's called you to do, heal the sick, raise the dead, 
cast out the devils. Um, that's what you're supposed to be doing. If you're not doing that stuff, you're not pleasing God. Right. Okay. So, you know, having God didn't, there's nothing in the Bible that says have a Sunday morning service. <laughs> there's nothing. There's not a single command in there that says have a Sunday morning service, have a worship service. That's not in the Bible, people. It's not there. Sorry. It ain't there. We do it, but it ain't there. Oh, well, what are we supposed to be doing? Oh, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. Freely we've received, freely give. Amen. That's what, that's what we're really about. So it's power. It's a demonstration of power. If you are not demonstrating the power of God, when you come together, you are failing. You're not accomplishing <laughs> You're not accomplishing the plan. You can say, well, our, part of our vision is to have a weekly service. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> so, you know, find, you know, find out, okay, what are we doing that the Bible says? And you're going to find out that God's plan always is going to encompass the word. You're going to find it's in, the, so it's in the Bible, actually, what we're doing. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Encounter God. Equip leaders, expand the kingdom. <laughs> I give you many verses for all three of those things. What's, what is, what's part of your vision? Can you find it in the Bible? Oh, maybe you didn't get that one from God. All right? Well, well. Number four <laughs> of eight, eight, what is it, mistakes that ministers and leaders make is waiting instead of moving waiting instead of moving and a lot of you know you faith is an action word right yeah without faith you can't please god but faith without works is dead and so you have a lot of churches dead in the water because they're not moving forward they're not taking ground they they give the excuse well we're waiting on god I'm waiting on God to do something. For years something. now we've been waiting on yeah. God. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you're 85 years old, and you were 25 when you said, well, we're going to wait on God and see what God wants to do. And in those 60 years, all you've done is find more lint in your belly button. You oh, haven't accomplished no. anything. You, that, that's a, that has brought an eternal change in the place where you are. I remember... Many years ago, I went over um, to Europe. I started off in Holland and, um, and spent some weeks in Holland ministering there and uh, spent many days in uh, the drug and red light district. Um, I stayed at a youth hostel and with a, with a grocery bag, like a plastic grocery bag of clothes, and that's that's all I had, and I stayed at a youth hostel every night. Got up in the morning, as soon as it was dawn, took my clothes with me, and wow. uh, and went out there in the the drug and red light district of Amsterdam, Holland, and preached the gospel to those people. Got many people saved. Got many people filled with the Holy Ghost. Cast devils out of people. Um. Yeah, had an incredible time, absolutely wonderful time preaching the gospel there and seeing, and seeing lives touched by the power of God. Got on a train, went down to Belgium, and, um, and had no connections there whatsoever. 
but I knew God had called me there. And, um, and so it's out in the downtown of Brussels, Belgium, again, preaching the gospel on the sidewalks, just to whoever would listen. They were a little more hard headed than the, than the ones in Holland were. But, um, but you know, as my wife, so she's Dutch. She says, "If you're not Dutch, you're not much." That's right. But, but down there in in Belgium, preaching the gospel, and um, and then there was a uh, somebody that I had never met, but I'd heard that had started a church. is from the same Bible college that I'd come out of, and so um, I was like, "Well, I'm going to contact them and see if there's, you know, if there's something I can do that would that would help them. Maybe they they've got some things going on here." And uh, actually, the pastor was um, was out of the country, and um, and so I couldn't really uh, do anything with what you know with what was going on. But um, I you know was like it's a new new church, and so I was like I'm gonna I'm just going to help this church out. And so I began to I said you know when's the your next service? And so they they told me that their next service was on a on a Wednesday. And I was like, well, I'm going to bring everybody that I'm getting saved um, to church. There are as many as people as I can, can get there to church. And I said, do you have a place to baptize them? And um, they said, no, no, we don't. You know, we just have this building that we've, we've rented, and, you know, we don't have a lot of people in the church or anything like that yet. But, but I knew they were Holy Ghost, and I knew the presence of God was there. And so I was trying to figure out, you know, what can I do to what could I do to, um, you know, accomplish this goal and, and see these people not just saved, but then baptized and, and experiencing the plan that God had for their life. And I remembered that my parents had told me that there was some missionaries that my dad at one time had been uh, actually roommates in Bible college with him when he'd gone to Bible college years ago. And had um, they had they were heading up the missions base in Brussels, this is Assemblies of God base, and so I was like, oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna contact them and just say, hey, I'm Wesley Holmes' son, because I knew they they had a place to baptize people there, mm-hmm. and so I contact them, said, hey, I'm here, and um, I'm on the streets in in Brussels, Belgium, and they thought I was homeless. Actually, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm actually um, on the streets <laughs> with, with your winning the loss. Clothes, maybe yeah. That's why they well, I had more clothes that I just hadn't oh, okay. taken them to the youth hostel. I'd you didn't left have them to like else. go to side two with your underwear. Underwear, no, flip oh, okay. them, flip them over. Okay, um, I'd already done that. Um, oh, okay. So the thing is, is that um, they told me yes, they had a they had a place to uh, to baptize people. I said, well, you know, I've got several people that um i've gotten saved here in in brussels um on the streets downtown and i need somewhere um to baptize them and um i said you know can can we do that and they said well will they will will they join our church we don't know if we can handle handle a bunch of people Mm. and um I was like, well, you know, don't you have a church there? Yes, we have a church, but it's just, it, it's, it's pretty much our church is, is just those in the mission space here. Mm-hmm. And which actually had to do with two families. Oh. That was it. And actually, they were never out doing any type of work in winning the lost. There was a whole compound, actually, Jeez. with big walls and gates that nobody could get into. And you couldn't even see what was going on in there. And they just kind of had a holy little, little holy huddle. 
And um, so I asked if I could meet him for uh, for lunch. I said, you know, I'll, I'll buy you lunch. Dry, draw them out of the missions complex. And so I told him a, a restaurant downtown Brussels that I'd meet him at. It was an Italian restaurant. And um, I said, would you join me there? And um, the guy's name was Curtis. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll come and, and visit with you. And um, so I knew that the other church was just so hungry for God. And they were, you know, they would absolutely love to have anybody come. And they just needed a place to baptize people. And so when I, uh, when I met this man and um, began talking with him and began to explain to him, you know, you know what he, and he said, well, wh- who, are, who are you with? I said, I'm, I'm just here with myself. And I had one other guy that I'd taken with me that I had, um, where I lived at that time in Tulsa, I had um, gotten him saved and discipled him. And he was a very um, strong Christian and, and um, a few years younger than me. And, and uh, he was just like traveling with me to the nations. And um, I said, so it's just Dale and I here. And um, I said, and we're, we're winning the lost. And I said, and actually there's a, uh, there's, there's a church that is, is new and we're going to plug them in this church. I said, but we need somewhere to baptize them and you have a baptismal area. And can we, can we baptize people there? They said, well, are they going to become assemblies of God? I said, no, they, they've become Christians. They become Christians and they need to be baptized. And, um, he says, well, you know, if, if you're not, if you're not representing the assemblies of God, and I said, no, I don't represent the assemblies of God. Actually, in fact, I turned the assemblies of God down because they told me I couldn't preach in other churches that were non AG. And so I wouldn't sign up with them. And, um, and so that was kind of a burr in the saddle of the assemblies of God. And because they came uh, courting me at the, at the church where I was and asked me if I would please sign up with them. And um, so I told them to leave. Um, and so I said, no, I'm not with the Assemblies of God. And I said, how many people have you guys um, gotten saved? He goes, well, you know what, we're, you know, we're, we're really kind of, you know, in that, that phase right now of our ministry and life where we're kind of slowing down more and just kind of overseeing the missions base here. And um, so there's really not that kind of activity right now where we're more focused on, on just encouraging on people who are doing other things. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was the wimpiest thing I'd ever heard in my life. And I rebuked him. And I said, I said, I want to tell you, you are called. I said, so you tell me people are, people are supporting you on a regular basis and you are not out there winning the lost. You're not effectively seeing lives changed here in this nation. Isn't that what you're about? Isn't that why you were called here? Isn't that what God has for you to do? And why would you hinder us needing to baptize somebody? And so honestly, I'm very sorry, but I did not. It was like me talking to a Pharisee and I just, I just let him have it. And, and the guy, he just actually, he was just like, uh, he, he realized it was like his eyes suddenly opened that, oh my gosh, you're actually come over here for a matter of weeks and you're doing, <clears throat> you're doing in a, in a matter of actually a few days, what is more than what we've done in years. Oh my goodness. And, and now you, all you're asking for is a place to baptize them. I said, I don't need anything else from you. And I, and, but I said, I would do want you to make an agreement with this other church that you will help them because they're going to be out doing what I'm doing. I'm going to teach them how to win the lost on the street. And that's what I did. And so sure enough, they opened things up and they allowed us to, to come and to bring all of these, um, new believers in and to, to have them saved and everything like that. 
And, and it's so important that we keep taking ground. Right. And right. we keep That's moving it. ahead. If you if you just stop and you say, well, God, you know, I'll, I'll do more. If if you'll if you'll do all of this, Lord, I'll, I'll start to move again. No, you move. You move with God. You've got the word of God and you continue to move. Don't ever stop moving with the plan of God. Don't wait on God. Just obey. Faith is what moves God. Faith moves God. I'll say it again. Faith moves God. Right. And so if you're not moving by faith, you're not going to see God move. Right. And you can, you can say, well, I'm just waiting on God. No, no, no. It, the opposite is exactly true. God's waiting on you. <laughs> it's true because... Wake up. It's just like the word provision, which of course we understand is, is everything that, that, that we need to accomplish the vision, right? And obviously it literally means for the vision, right? And so, but the thing is, is that you're not going to have the provision if you're not accomplishing the vision. There's no need. It's like the Lord does not give you something and then when you're not doing anything, okay? Once you're actually doing something, because that's the only proof that you have faith, it's your when you actually have a- action, then the provision comes because it is for the vision to accomplish something. It, it, it obviously denotes a forward movement. And so, you know, many times you ministers or, you know, who even leaders, you know, you're obviously, again, the call that you have from God is a supernatural thing, right? You can't expect that it's, you're going to accomplish it without his supernatural, even provision or the resources or the people, the ideas, the wisdom, everything, the grace that is needed for you to accomplish things comes in a supernatural way. So if you have to have an understanding though, it's, it's not coming from the natural realm and it's not going to. Of course, God's going to use people and things like that, but nothing moves until you move, okay? So don't don't fall into this thing of like, well, I just got to wait until I have the people. I got to wait till I have the help. No, you don't. You actually just, okay, Lord, this is what you've instructed me to do, so I'm doing it. And the next thing you know, here comes along exactly actually what you need. You'll even be able to look back and go, oh my goodness, I, I don't even know how we accomplished that because in the natural, we didn't have enough help. We didn't have the money. I mean, I am continually amazed at every single month. I'm just like, oh my goodness, all, all the bills were paid. All we had excess here. We, we did all these kind of look at everything that was accomplished. Whereas if you, if you looked at the beginning of the month, it was like the, everything, everything that we're supposed to do this month, the, the, there's no way forward. It looks totally uh, impossible. But in our mind, we didn't, we didn't consider that. We just went, Father, I thank you. We serve the God of the impossible. Father, I thank you that you make the crooked path straight. Father, I think you've already provided for us, Father, everything that is needed, and we just go forth. We're not waiting on anything yeah. because it will never happen if you're waiting for something to happen in order to do it. And literally everything that the Lord has called us to do, from starting this church to every country that we have we have gone and we've ministered in and we've held crusades in, every single thing, and the natural, we have never had what we needed before we went to go do it. So, if you, again, it's all a test of your faith. 
So if, if you're going to sit there and, and you're, you're waiting till, you know, you have everything in hand to be able to do something, where's even the proof that you even actually trust that God's going to give it to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not moving, so there's no proof that, that actually that you believe that God's going to do it. Well, I got to use natural wisdom and you can make all the excuses that you want and say all that or whatever. But the bottom line is that you're not actually proving yourself as a steward. You don't, you don't believe the words of the master. Because just in the natural, if someone says to an employee, go do this and and I'll pay you for it. They actually believe their employer, right? Unless you you know have a super lousy employer that has proven himself otherwise, you actually believe when he says. Or, you know, you work and you you have an understanding. I, I work for two weeks and then I get a paycheck and I know he's I'm gonna get paid for this or whatever. The same with the Lord. Like if if we actually believe what he says and have faith and believe his word, why do we even hesitate on anything? Why do we hesitate when he says to deliver this word to this person? Or he says, go and um, preach in that, that area. Open up this community. Go and, go and speak to this, this influential you know, person over here. Go, go correct this politician. Why, why do we hesitate at all? Because we don't know if God's going to be with us. And we don't know. You know, because we resort to our own natural thing. Oh, that's impossible. I've not done that before. That's the church's famous line. Oh, I've, we've never done it that way before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're doing it this way, because it's never been done before. <laughs> yeah, and it hasn't worked in the other way. <laughs> right, right. So you got to step out in faith, and you have to obey the Spirit of God speaking to you. You're never going to get anywhere new continuing to do what you've always done. You'll never get anywhere new if you just continue to do what you've always done. You've got to take a step of faith. You've got to get out of the boat You've got to stop being content in your comfortableness. <laughs> that that is probably one of the things that irritates me more than anything else. Right. Is people get content in their comfortability. Right. And I want to tell you, that's, that's a real problem in the church. It is. It is such a major problem in the church. And because... People then they just they they're they're very they're very predictable. <laughs> the the word of God talks about being led by the Spirit like like the wind. Yes, I mean you can know the wind is blowing and when they all of a sudden but and be watching the flag and all of a sudden in the midst of this flag going this way just really strong all of a sudden bam that fast and suddenly the flag is turned in the opposite direction blowing true you're like well how did it do that because that's the way the holy spirit moves right and you have to be you have to be ready to move and do exactly what god says for you to do and you have to be like um the lord some time ago told me he spoke to my he spoke to me and he said Todd your life needs to be wind worthy your life needs to be wind worthy worthy of the wind of the holy ghost blowing into it like a kite and if a kite is constructed properly all you need is wind mm-hmm. and the thing will put on such a magnificent show right and people will come watch someone else fly a kite 
That's true. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? Because it's just so mesmerizing watching it go back yes. and forth and, and, you know, up and down. Right. It doesn't just stay up. Right. Sometimes it's like dramatic drops. Quickly. And then yes. all of a sudden, whoo, soars back up. Mm-hmm. And that's what scares people. <laughs> that's what scares people. Well, if my life's like a kite, then suddenly I might take a dip. But you know what? I'm going to come back up. Why? Because my life is built properly. Right. And all I need is one little breath of wind, and it's going to bring me right back up. Right. Into the clouds. Right back up where I need to be. God has not forsaken me. He will not forsake me. He will not let me go. And even though, I mean, the the righteous, the the Bible says, you know, fall seven times, but the Lord will lift him up. Mm-hmm. And so you may take some dips. You may go through, you know, some times where it's like, you know, oh, wow, you know, this isn't, this is not what we, what we um, were expecting. Right. But you know what? God's with us at all mm-hmm. times. And he is always, always going to speak through us. He's always going to work through us. We're always going to see the supernatural. I just have to keep my life wind worthy. Right. And I can't allow people to come and poke holes in the plan of God for my life. Right. If you have somebody that comes and all you have to do is just make some rips in a kite. Mm-hmm. And not even, maybe even real visible to the natural eye. But if it is not whole, W-H-O-L-E, it will not fly. Mm-hmm. If your vision isn't complete in him if your plan is not holy in him if you're not complete in his plan i want to tell you you'll crash right you will crash and your crash may be very spectacular and so you have to keep moving with the plan of god don't back off make your life wind worthy right whatever you need to do Check things, check things. Every time before you, before you step out on another faith project, make sure, okay, you know what? I, I'm, I'm checking. Is everything like it should be? Because we, we can't, you know, we, 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 can't, we can't mess up here. Is everybody on board with us? We're, we're going forward. We're making, we're making some dramatic, dramatic changes. God's going to move in a mighty way. I remember <clears throat> hearing, you know, we'll, wrap it up after this one here. I remember hearing Dr. Bob Nichols, who pastored his church down in Calvary, down in Fort Worth, Texas. And, um, and this was in 1993. Now, I'd known, I'd known Dr. Bob Nichols, not known him, but known him as a speaker and a minister um, when I graduated from Bible college in in the 80s in the mid 80s and and bob nichols was the commencement speaker for my graduation and i remember him saying at my graduation when you've got a word from god you can charge hell with a dried up water pistol that thing stuck with me and i mean just lodged inside of me and i was like wow how powerful that is. And that's exactly what Bob Nichols was doing. I mean, his church was dynamic. I mean, the man knew the power of God. He flowed with the Holy Ghost. And um, he, just, he just continued to take ground. His, his church was just absolutely astounding. <clears throat> but in the, in the 90s, moving into the 90s, 
you know, he realized as he heard about the move of God and about revival that was beginning to sweep and, and was, as, as God was using Dr. Rodney Howard Brown in those days, Bob Nichols, he went to, um, to Lakeland and he got in on those meetings and he was like, wow, <laughs> I need this in my church. And he's, we need another fresh wind of God to blow into our church and to take us higher than we've ever been before. And so he went back, and before they invited uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown to come in in 1993 mm-hmm. and to do those meetings, he went around and he called all his staff together. And he says, I want to tell you what's getting ready to happen. We're getting ready. to. Uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown is coming to our church. He's going to, he's going to hold meetings. The same Holy Ghost that is falling in Lakeland, Florida right now, it's going to fall on our church. We're going to experience revival in this church. And I expect every one of you in every single one of the meetings. And if you complain, you're fired. If you don't show up, you're fired. And he says, I will not have anything. I will not tolerate anything less than 100% um, um, everybody in line with what we were doing. If you don't agree with it, you're fired. You know, he was just like very bold. This is the way it is. Why? Because he was absolutely determined. We are not going to miss what God is doing. And I right. want to tell you, he, he was like, we're moving forward. Why? Because I heard from God. God said, have that man in your church and I'll do here what I did there. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. But he had to move by faith and he had to make sure everything was right. And so he went around to all of his staff saying, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to be. And he went around individually to each of them. Are you with me? 100%. Are you with me? 100%. Are you with me? 100%. He asked each individual person on his staff, are you with me 100%? If they, if they were like, no, you know what? I, I'm not real sure. He says, you know what? I love you, but it's time for you to leave. And there was a few people that he dismissed. But I want to tell you, they experienced the move of God in such a dynamic way because he was just like, no, this is the way it is. And when you've got a word from God, you can charge hell with a dried up water pistol. Yeah. I want to tell you, We've got to be determined people. That's how, we, that's how we go forward, and we stop making mistakes in ministry. We find out this is the plan of God, and I know I've heard from God, and I'm not backing off. I'm not doing anything different. I'm going to share the vision that God's given me. I'm not going to overthink the heavenly plan. I'm not going to back off because of any type of criticism or persecution, and I'm not going to wait. I'm going to move in faith and see God move. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. So good. So, God bless you. We're going to end this uh, particular podcast here, or podcasts anyway, and uh, we'll come back um, with um, five through eight of eight mistakes that ministers and leaders make. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com, that's riveroftricities.com, and click on Donate to be a part of the Last Days Army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.